here we have the man of the machine. Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin, and today with me is a very special guest. His name is Patrick. Pa- Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I chose to go with that, but I did it, and uh, you can't back out. So uh, today, today, me and Pat, me and me and my good old buddy Pat are going to talk about the greatest comic book author, writer. I always call him author. Did you say all, author? Yeah, right. People give me weird looks when I when I say author and I'm talking comic books because people are assholes. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like you know, it's kind of like that whole. I had people at work. Okay, let's let's get this out the way first. So we're gonna be talking comic books. We're gonna be talking Grant Morrison. We're gonna be talking Gr- uh, Green Lantern and all the good stuff that we love. But and I'm assuming you're just as fiery as I am. Bill Maher's a fucking asshole. That's fair, yes. So, Which is funny, because I grew up, like, really liking Bill Maher. Like, I watched Politically Incorrect when I was a kid, because I was just like, oh, this is funny. I didn't, like, tell learn about politics. And then it was just like, recently, I'm like, wow, he's a scumbag. And I really wish that I didn't like that dude when I was younger. Yeah, he... So, if it isn't obvious, we talked about it just in very brief... Go. Did you listen to the Stanley episode me and uh, DJ did? Yeah. Um. We We talked just very quickly. I think we just, like, said it happened and then moved on. We didn't go past it, but... Yeah, he, he basically, when Stanley passed away, he said comic books are the reason that Donald Trump got elected, and the fact that we treat them as fine literature is what makes us a dumb society, and that's probably the feeling that a lot of people have. Not a lot, but, you know, some people have, and that's why when I call comic book writers authors, they're like, huff, 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 huff. yeah, okay. It's like, all right, go screw, buddy. They write, what do you do? Hey, what do you do, huh? You stock shelves at Best Buy? Yeah, you're so cool. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Well, that's the thing I, uh, I think that actually that was even funnier about that was, uh, I, as we've discussed in actually the first episode ever that we did of Men the Machine together, uh, where I went through uh, my December list. December 24th, that episode went live, uh, yes. 2016. Okay, fine. That's very specific. I just um, remember for... it. I, it's, I released it when I was at my little brother's house for Christmas, and I was like, oh, shit, I told Patrick I would put this up. <laughs> we started on a good foot, obviously, and uh, uh, it just will be, like, supplanted in my memory forever. But anyway, um, like, I went through my list of, like, films that I watch, which I've added a couple to in the intervening years, but, um, like, when I was watching Iron Man 3 again, there's a like a Bill Maher cameo in Iron Man three, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> just, I was just like, "I like." So not only did you talk shit about fucking like Stan Lee, but you took Marvel's money while I you're mean, doing that. He'll never, he'll never not take the paycheck. I mean, obviously, he's not an animal. He only goes on rants about rich people making dumb decisions for the sake of money. Obviously, he's kind of a hypocrite. It's just insane to me. Like, I didn't even think about it until, like, I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't – you know, I I, – all at the same time, my only thing with it was also – it was, like, the thing I told Ariane because Ariane got really upset about it. And I was like, I refused. This guy is literally doing this to get attention. I am not going to give him that attention. I was like, everybody that's pissed off about it, you're giving him what he wants. Like, I was like, I refuse. Like, I was like, I ignored it. This is the first time I've actually talked about it. I I was 
obviously, you know me. Uh, I was legitimately upset and had to tell everyone how upset I was and the fact that it was stupid. I, I was, I was furious. And <laughs> no, I was furious, but I was just could, like, he, he wants attention. Any, I'm not going to give it to him. Yeah, he could pick any time. I mean, comic books are insanely huge in today's cultures right now. Maybe not comic books, but obviously, comic book culture is insanely huge with all of what Marvel and DC is doing, and it's wonderful. And The Walking Dead, and like, there's so much shit going on. He could do this for anything, but he chooses Stan Lee's passing to do it. Like that's what that's where he wanted. to get a rise out of people. Oh, he got it. He got exactly. It. He got what he wanted. That's why I refused to give it to him. But I mean, tons of people did give it to him. But that's fine. Like I get it because he's a scumbag. But like I was more like the day that Stan Lee died, I was like legitimately like destroyed. So like I wasn't yeah. even gonna fucking pay that dude any mind. I was just like. I don't blame you. I don't you. definitely did it better than I did. And as maybe the more reactive, you know what? Hold on. Let's ask this. Let's ask that <laughs> question. We're both pretty passionate people in very different ways. Yeah. I don't know if I would. I, I was about to say you're the more like emotionally reactive of the two of us, but I don't know if that's true. But it's just different. yours is anger, whereas mine's yeah. usually just anything like you know horniness, love, hungriness. It doesn't matter. I react, and yours. Is, <laughs> so maybe that's why. I put that in my mind is because usually anger puts a much bigger impression than trying to fuck a couch. You know what I mean? Not saying I've ever done that. That's not what I'm saying. But you you get what I'm going for here. I don't at all, but oh, okay. okay. Well, live and learn, I guess. Uh, I got a quick question. So um, obviously you can tell um, uh, from listening to this uh, that we're doing this over Skype again because we clearly don't live near each other. Um, yeah. Yet. I'm going to leave that open. And, um, Check. How does it feel to be able to see the exact few my computer sees when I'm beating it? Like you, you're, you're, <laughs> looking, you're looking at me exactly how my computer sees me and whoever else is surveilling my webcam when I'm cranking it. I regret every part of wanting to do <laughs> I'm just, this. <laughs> I'm just wondering what that feels like. I'm sorry. Sorry Not for being uh, interested and having Not a scientific mind and looking into investigative journalism. I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. Uh, so let's get back uh, to the matter at hand. Grant Morrison. Let's start it big. Patrick, what is your favorite Grant Morrison book, comic, uh, interview, anything? What's your favorite Grant Morrison thing ever? Well, that's a bigger question. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Like, I mean, one of my favorite things ever is, uh, I don't know if you ever watched it. They did a documentary about him. Uh, I can't remember the name, name off the top of my head. Um, I think I've seen parts of it on YouTube. I also don't know the name. I'm just saying, I think I've seen parts, but I've never seen the whole thing. I think I can't remember if it was like talking with gods or something. I, I don't remember. Ooh, that sounds right. It might be, but um, but no, I really like that. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It's it's again, it's hard because it's just like all right. Let's narrow, have, let's narrow it down to to specifically. What's your favorite graphic novel by Grant Morrison? So it doesn't have to be just originally released in a graphic novel. Yeah. I mean, it can be because yeah. some people do that. They're like, well, no, if it was originally <laughs> a trade, yeah, whatever. I know, yeah. I know that's like, that's why I always thought it was funny. Was like when I was first like, I, I got why people glommed so hard into the graphic novel thing. I'm really glad that went away, because like that was a whole thing in the 2000s. We were like, to say comic book sounds fucking silly, so we're gonna call everything graphic novels. I'm like, yeah. but there's a different. Sorry, you could probably hear the beer opening. I apologize. I can. Yeah, yeah. it's just fine. <laughs> it's just a little. <laughs> I was like, it's just because like let's say. Arkham Asylum was published as, like, one work and released that way. That's a graphic novel. Like, whereas, like, We Three was three issues that was put together and made a graphic novel. That 
Uh, it's just it, it makes my head hurt. Um, but no, like that's once that finally went away, and we just kind of could just acknowledge things, basically graphic novel, comic book being interchangeable. Then I was fine. Um, like my knee jerk, without even really thinking that much about it, is um, probably Animal Man, just because when I first read it, it like it it just fucked my brain up in like a way that I didn't think was possible in comics, because <laughs> it was just like. It's kind of like what he was going for when he did like the Invisibles, which I don't really like that much. Okay. But, oh, but the, didn't you say you? I'm sure you haven't got around. You said you were going to reread it sometime. You I, I reread it today. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. Okay. I still like him. <laughs> Fair. I can't thing, argue anymore. <laughs> my whole thing with Invisibles is the same thing that I had with it back then. I just didn't have like a way to articulate it. Is like, I think there are good things. It's kind of like this is my thing with a lot of Grant Morrison stuff, where like. I am very hit or miss where like, I love his work a lot of the time, but there are certain times where I'm like, you missed hard. Like, I'm glad you swung. And like, but there are like certain, like, I feel like there's parts of Invisibles I like, but also there's a ton of it that's very like drug addled that I'm just like, I just don't okay, That's fair. Care. That's definitely. Wasn't, so if I remember correctly, the Invisibles was what he wrote immediately when he got back from his Katmandu experience, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll just I'm really quickly. He went to he according to him, him and his buddies were sitting around doing drugs, hanging out, watching TV, and there was a uh, uh, a documentary about Kathmandu and the stairs of enlightenment. If you do the stairs in one breath, you gain enlightenment. So he's like, hey, let's go do this, and he's got money at this point in time because he's already made uh, uh, Arkham Asylum. He's already made Doom. Yeah. At that point, Animal. That was yeah. That was that was like the late nineties. So he had yeah. like a decent. Took a change. He, he was a big guy. And uh, so he flies out. He goes out. He does it. Um, and then, like, two days later, he's in a hotel. And he has a – what you can only be described as a very incredible LSD trip, but without drugs. He claims zero drugs were involved. Uh, no, hold on. Sorry. He claims v zero hallucinogens were involved. <laughs> That's a, so. But it's <laughs> Grant Morrison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's Grant Morrison. So, um, anyways. And he had this experience where he was – transported through time and space by these nondescript, unshapely aliens that explained to him what he had to do. They gave him the enlightenment. So he comes back, continues to chase that high by taking every hallucinogenic drug he could ever find, and while doing that, writes this story, The Invisibles, which, as Patrick just, I mean, come on, like, you, when you're reading it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this dude was dropping shrooms. He was, he was hitting boomers regularly. I get that. Because it's, oh, yeah, it's fucking I mean insane. Yeah, and I don't mean necessarily it's bad. It's just not for me because that's my whole thing. Is like, I, I, but I, I feel like I got more of what he was going for in Animal Man, where Animal Man, like, it, like, planted a seed in my brain that just kind of expanded, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. But it was like that. It that that happened. I feel like he was trying to go invisible, but like my brain just wouldn't accept it. They were okay. just like, this isn't working for me, so just like go away. Like, whereas, Especially, like, I mean, right, right from the very beginning when he's doing the whole, because this part went right over my head, um, mm -hmm. when he's doing the, the homeless guy speaking in, like, super intense yeah. Shakespearean poems, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, for, for some people, I'm sure that's great, especially if you are either A, super into that kind of poetry, or B, super into drugs. But <laughs> an unintelligent, non-druggy like myself, I was like, I got nothing. I, <laughs> I don't, this is going, everything else I loved, but that just went right past me. Well, that's I mean, but in fairness, like this very, I, it's hard to even say that the Matrix was like influenced by Invincibles because it basically directly rips off Invincibles, yes, <laughs> like, and it's like, I mean, I'm not even, I, and I don't necessarily think, I mean, I think that what the Wachowskis did 
was what a lot of people do. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like where like you made an original idea by taking a bunch of shit you like and kind of putting it together and synthesizing it into something, yes. which is fine because the matrix is amazing, but you still like ripped off a lot of shit to get there. And that's fine. Again, I don't, I'm not disputing like it's good and I'm not saying it's not in many ways probably better. Cause I like, I love the matrix. And I don't like the invisibles, but like, <laughs> actually I was just talking just fun fact to do a quick side, you know, a bit quick curveball here. Uh, sidebar. That's the word I was going for. Just a quick sidebar. Jake and I were talking this way uh, this morning on our way to work about the Matrix, which he hasn't seen since forever ago. And he's like, I don't think, you know, maybe I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm kind of unsure how it's aged. And I was like, yeah, I can't speak to that. I saw it for the first time like three years ago because Patrick made me, and it's like my favorite movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know if it aged well. You could tell me better than. than I that. haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I since am. We I watched asked, it, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ordered it, or I didn't order it, but I asked for it for Christmas because uh, they just released the 4K. Mm. So just like so, I asked for it for Christmas. So if I get it for Christmas, I'll rewatch it around then and tell you how well it aged. You're you're mostly the kind of guy who, as soon as it comes in the mail, you you watch it. You don't just sh throw it on the shelf wrapped, right? You're you're an open and watch. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I assumed. I just wanted to make sure. The currently the longest thing that I've had sitting on my like thing is like a, I got Mission Impossible the other day, and I haven't watched it because I keep oscillating between if I want to watch Rogue Nation first and then watch Fallout, or if I want to watch just Fallout by itself because I do like Fallout better than Rogue Nation, but it feels weird to it's a whole thing. So like it's, <laughs> usually I don't do these things. This is usually just like as soon as I buy it, as soon as it arrives, I watch it. Okay. So like this is just a weird situation. This is anomaly. But no, anyway, yeah. Back and then to today. Break. Yeah, I read a bunch of like I basically I read the first because uh, I recently I didn't there was some stuff I didn't have to read I didn't feel like I had to read because I'm so familiar with it like Animal Man I read at least like five times the whole thing yeah, that's like, always the one so so just to verify your facts that's always yeah. the one when I started to get into Grant Morrison because as I made it clear at the beginning by far my favorite writer just ever. potentially my favorite author ever my favorite person who's ever put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. um you always go dude animal man obviously a lot of people say um doom patrol as like one of their first wrecks but you've always been dude check out animal man which i have read the first um i think the last issue i read which is like five is when he when mirror man's in his house being an animal. oh no no, no 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 you need to go like read the whole thing like, yeah, oh, like no, the, i've got to get the I, most I interesting the shit is the end <laughs> i bought volume one and two uh digitally because i had extra points left over and they were on sale so I started it, and I I, I just got to keep going. Yeah, no, because uh, volume three is where everything, that's where it really lands, because it's just like, because basically it starts off as a book that is his statement on, like, animal rights. Yeah. And then he didn't expect it to stick around. It ended up sticking around for, like, three arcs, and over the course of that, it became about the nature of storytelling and superheroes and, like, everything. Is um Is Animal Man the one where, at the end of it, he has Animal Man have a conversation with Grant Morrison? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember if that was Invisibles yeah. or Animal Man, but that makes sense. Yes. Especially uh, because of the way you were explaining how it evolves, that just makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. Is at the end of it, he does, yeah, he talks to Buddy um, and basically tells him about everything that's happened. And it, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, and then like, um, so I didn't feel like I need to reread that because I've read that so many times. And then I just recently, when they relaunched, uh, or when they, I guess, launched the first time, um, Scott Snyder's Justice League run, um, for the episode we did on Get to Punksters about it, uh, I reread a bunch of Morrison's JLA run. So I didn't think I needed oh, to I revisit much of that. that. 
Oh yeah, no, it's that's to this day that is my favorite Justice League ever. Like really? Oh yeah, that's I by didn't... far. He also wrote um, what was the Crisis he wrote? Final Final Crisis. Okay, yeah, there you go. Which is also, I mean, that, that's also awesome. But that was yeah, like um, it's it actually been I think like last year's the tenth anniversary, which is fucking weird. Um, oh, Final Crisis. Yeah, so I guess that's the thing that always catches me off guard. So he did come up. This in the eighties, the same time as Frank Miller, the same time as Alan Moore, and no, 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 no. It was a little bit after. It was like the okay, early nineties. Yeah. That's fair. Like what? Arkham Asylum was his very first like big book, right? And that was like eighty nine or something. Yeah, I, was, I don't remember the exact timeline. I mean, I know it was. It was definitely after. I think the Batman movie came out, but like, um, but no, yeah, well, like, well, either way, real quick, that's what's always caught me off guard when you guys talk about Grant Morrison. Is I picture him because unfairly, I picture him as a frank miller grant morrison or alan moore time period writer and i'm always like yeah his books are obviously from the 80s right and no 90 percent of them are from the 90s and the 2000s which just surprises yeah. the hell out of me he's not that old he's i have his I, uh, his wikipedia up. he's only 58 and he looks yeah. great he looks oh, yeah, so totally. good and i yeah. love the the you you and kevin are responsible for this um fat man on batman i didn't like at all and you guys were like dude go check out the old episodes when he actually interviewed people the grant morrison episodes of fat man on batman are potentially my favorite podcasts i've ever listened to not because of my love for grant but just because of the stories that guys tells are incredible yeah oh yeah no and his like yeah no and his like knowledge of the medium is like that's my thing is like him and that's the thing i always thought was cool about him and um like neil gaiman gaiman whatever yeah i don't Uh, remember the right way but it doesn't matter um, the whole thing I was so was cool about both of them is like the way that they like talk about comics in such a way where it's like, and not just like specific comics because like Frank Miller will like drop like specific books, or whatever, like the spirit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they'll talk about like, like even fucking Morrison wrote a book, which is actually one of my favorite books, uh, Super Gods. Wait, where it's, wait, uh, hold on. Are you here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Back up. Are you telling <laughs> me this now? He's wrote an I... actual book? You were the one who was like Captain Voracious finding everything. I yeah, I that literally, now. what I do is I type in Grant Morrison comics and I save every webpage and I try to find the books. I didn't know he wrote an actual book. Oh yeah, he wrote an actual book. You should read it. It's really good. Well, yeah, you th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that now. Oh, gee whiz. Anyways, continue. But yeah, his knowledge of the medium is really like, it's you know, not even his knowledge, but also just like his love for the medium is really kind of like, it's like that's the one thing that always kind of bums me out. Is like I feel like, in a lot of ways, like I don't know if this is true. I honestly, I don't, I don't know. But like, it feels like in a lot of ways, uh, Alan Moore and to a lesser extent Frank Miller kind of hate comic books. Okay. Like <laughs> maybe they didn't originally, but I feel like they got there somehow because I they don't really so, talk about them in a positive way, other than like specific things. But. Yeah. So we'll we'll get <laughs> to a little bit more later. I'll let you finish your story, but that that is what seems like they wrote Frank Miller and, and Alan Moore wrote books and didn't appreciate the way people interpreted them so they just kind of wrote off comics as general as like oh fuck you you know what they still yeah. do it obviously they love books but they were just like well you didn't get it so whatever and grant morrison is just like dude do you see what i get to do like we'll talk about it his green lantern run bizarre i, I it's just weird but it's good yes. i like it so continue um but no yeah so like his like his jla run i love just because it's just like it's I read something where they were like, um, 
the Justice League when you're 13 is like always going to be like your Justice League, whatever. But like, it's for me, it was obvious because it was the classic fucking league where it's the Magnificent Seven, where it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Flash, and uh, Martian Manhunter. So before I before I forget this, so I never knew that they actually called uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman as the Trinity until mm-hmm. I was reading. Uh, uh, the the new Titans right after Metal when they rebranded Titans. Yeah, and uh, they're they're setting up the team and they're like Dick to Dick Grayson. I'm not calling someone a Dick. I'm just saying uh, they're like Dick. Did you run this by the Trinity? And I was like, wait, they actually call them that in the comic books? Is the Magnificent Seven also like an accepted term for the original? I mean, I'm sure it's appeared. I don't really. I never really like it because it's it always. It, I mean, it's all writers. So I mean, theoretically, if like. Anybody wanted to, they could just tomorrow do. Like, I, I mean, I've, I haven't really heard the Trinity being referred to as the Trinity that often, but I mean, it's, it's happened. So it's yeah, like I'm yeah, sure it's, like I'm sure it's happened in passing. Yeah. Okay. But but yeah, no. Like uh, his JLA run is just like granted, it kind of sucks <laughs> that like <laughs> oh shut up just granted. Shut up. <laughs> um, it sucks that like there's occasionally times because being Grant Morrison, he like fell off schedule, and um, so you ended up with like a lot of fill-ins and shit that kind of killed the momentum. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like when it all comes together, it's fucking beautiful. It was like, one of, I think it was one of the first examples I had of something where it's like watching. Cause that's the, the, the thing I think is really cool about Graham Morrison um, in terms of his like comic writing is he does not ever, he's not like a like fill in arc guy. Like he does yeah. not sign into any book that yeah. leads like a five to 10 year plan. Of, I was like, super shocked. <laughs> he did that one off for metal. I was like, wait, really? Grant was a part of this one shot. Well, I think, he... I think that was, a, I think it was a, probably a favor to discuss. Yeah. Later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty fair. And, it, and, and the one he wrote, um, the wild hunter, what was it called? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Wild yeah. Hunt. That one it wasn't even like that crazy of a book. It was just, it felt like he maybe just threw his name to it. Yeah, I feel like he probably yeah, I feel like it's more of a favorite than anything. Yeah. Um but no, yeah, like it's so like his JLA run is like this big epic where like it all builds to this thing. And the same thing with like his X-Men run where like kind of thing is funny is like um or shit, actually, man, his Batman run where he kills I, I was going to get there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like um but yeah, no, his X-Men run where it's like you I actually read it kind of backwards because I read it after read Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men and there was all this shit in it that I didn't really understand. So like I went back and like, cause like I had read like an interview with Joss Whedon where he was about basically uh, his biggest influence on it was in his words, like Graham Morrison's super underrated uh, X-Men run. And I was like, Oh, let me check that out. And I read that. And I'm like, Oh, this is really fucking good. And it is like, it's, it's, I even like a rereading today. I'm probably actually reread the whole thing. I read, I reread that first trade because I hadn't read it in so long, and I was just like, "This is really fucking good." Like it's the adult take on X Men that like, I don't know why nobody really does in terms of film because they totally could, but like, really because like, it's one thing to do it as like straight superhero stuff when they're all like, basically clearly like in their like twenties. Mm-hmm. Like when you're you're making characters that are like the actors playing them and like whatever are like in their thirties and forties, like. Why do I do a more adult take? Like, why yeah. is that? While it's you're fucking weird. It. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking you know weird. why you don't do it? Because then someone puts a penis in a Batman book and DC loses their goddamn minds. Well, that's a different situation, but sure. But yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just pointing it out. And then the penis? Yeah, uh, come on man when i found that i actually i just have the book open to that panel i put it on the wall you didn't know that oh i i forgot to send you a picture of my batman penis that i leave on the wall um like a trophy yeah uh, of course yeah i mean boy is it but no um and then his batman run which like 
is super fucking weird. But like he brings in like all the colored. Okay, that sounds racist. He brings <laughs> in. You know, you know exactly what I mean. I don't. All right, I don't. Or hey, the the Batman's that wear different colored suits. There we go. Well, yeah, because he brought in like the whole thing. He brought. Well, it started out as in because again, it's the fucking long game that he plays, which is fucking psychotic. It's his, um, it's steez, like as the kids say. His second arc, because his first arc was the whole thing where he introduced Damien, which is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And was Wait, one of did he create Damien? Yep, he did. Oh, okay, wow, okay, continue. Um, but then, like, the second arc was the one where he, I can't remember what the fuck they even called them. Um, but it was, like, a League of Batmen, where, like, these all these different Batmen from, like, different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, which exists in the comics. Like, he didn't make most of them up. They already existed. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea... That clearly led to him. Clearly, he was just kind of working retroactively because he was trying to get to Batman Incorporated. But Batman Incorporated, like, there was no fucking like, that didn't even seem like a concept that nobody had done before. But it was so fucking well, good. Well, lay, lay it out. So I haven't read these as well. So so give oh, me yeah. a little bit about what Batman basically, Incorporated is. Basically, Batman Incorporated is Batman being like, well, I clearly kind of just do my own thing in Gotham, and there's need for other like bat people if you will okay. beyond just like whatever so it's like basically he creates batman incorporated basically like sets up like different basically batman franchise if you will all over the world so, so a terrible analogy is it kind of like when deadpool became a, an enterprise <laughs> i guess i so, mean so I, you remember that right like a bunch of yes. different people and species the wearing the deadpool suit yeah <laughs> yes I remember. okay okay that's what <laughs> that's what it makes me think of Fair enough. I didn't really think about it, but this also came first. But yes, 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 it definitely did. Like, like fifteen years first. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was, it was like the late two thousands, uh, maybe early twenty tens. Telling so, me Stanley stole another idea from DC. Stan, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Continue. Um, but yeah, like that whole thing of like, I mean, granted, again, I feel like there's a lot granted. of fucking, <laughs> you gotta, you come on, man, I'm going to do it every time. You know, I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking weird shit in that run, but like as a whole, there's uh, like, like bat boy or, or bat, bat, um, there's some, he talks about it in fat man on Batman. Cause Kevin Smith's like, why the hell did you bring this character back? It was, uh, right. uh, uh God, what was it? Batmite? Batmite. Yeah, what is that? It's like Mr. Mixie is Pitlick, but Batman. <laughs> All right, yeah, cool. So <laughs> it's great. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll just go with it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is again, he has like this really weird knowledge of like comics that he like puts to, just I don't even know how. Like, there's some things that do work, some things that don't. But he'll definitely do what. Like, he's a dude who's not like, Hi, I wonder if I should do this. It's just like, no, he's just gonna fucking do it. Um, but yeah, no, like there's but i also do think it's cool the fact that like even though again i think it was fucking weird that there was the whole thing where we had batman r.i.p that didn't even culminate in that arc it culminated in the final crisis when uh dark side kills batman okay and then there was the whole thing where he basically if it's a 10 year old spoiler i don't think (laughs) i I, i'm with you i also don't think it's a spoiler but i just it's just um but then, they, which led to like fucking this weird thing that I still don't even know how they did because I never read it because I was just like, I don't need to see this. Because um, I was really enjoying the whole thing that Morrison was doing where he was, uh, where like Dick was Batman and. Uh, yes, Nightwing did Batman. become Batman. So that's a question Jake has asked, and I'm just going to have you answer now. So Grant Morrison did it where 
Dick Grayson became Batman. Who and uh, Scott Snyder did it where Commissioner Gordon was kind of Batman. He was Batman. Yeah, but he was in this. Well, it doesn't matter that he was in a suit. Yeah, he was Batman. Who else has been Batman? Is that it? Uh, well, no. uh, uh, John Paul Valley, aka is that Batman Beyond. No, 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 that's Terry McGinnis. But oh, like, okay. uh, John Paul Valley is the guy who was Batman after Asriel? being broke. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Which who? Oh, did, are you reading Old Lady Harley? No, I have oh, okay. not read that. Okay, it's it's cool. It's not great. I'm but sure it's, it's cool. fine. It's just like I have so much shit that I'm reading that it's just like oh, okay, new something... things. I'm I fine s- for now. I send. Uh, I well, I used to. I don't do it very much anymore. But I send my pull box. I keep getting a lot of disrespect from friends. It's getting out of control, man. I'll be in the shop and they'll be like, "Dude, did you see this new thing coming out?" And I'll be like, "Add it to the box." <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. I really can't. I. I just, I, I also buy, like, I just bought, for example, well, you can see me, the, the people obviously can't, yeah. but, like, I just didn't want to charge to the store less than 10 bucks because it, it's a local comic shop. It's not, like, a chain toy store or nothing. It's yeah. literally just AJ's Comics. And so I grabbed Miles Morales' Spider-Man, which I'm sure will be good, but I have no interest in. I was just Oh, like, no, you, you should read it because um, the guy who wrote it, uh, he he's been writing Exiles, which was really good. Okay. And he also wrote um, the I think it was the Spider Man Annual. I can't remember which Spider Man book it was, uh-huh. but it was the first time ever that like I actually could was like touched and creeped out. Weeped uncontrollably. Well, no, because it's like it's it's a it's a symbiote story from this like basically okay. the story of the symbiote, like the <gasps> basically the black suit saga, but from the okay. perspective of the symbiote. Okay. And, like, it's really, really touching. Wait, really, the Miles really Morales creepy. or the annual you're talking about? It's the annual. Oh. Yeah, no, I haven't read the Miles issue yet because I'm paying for that. Like, that's coming in the the mail when I get my shipment. Oh, right, 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 yep. But, like, I have this issue already, which is the blank issue of, of Green Lantern, which has the standard cover underneath issue one, if I could flip the page. You know, yeah. the standard uh, non-variant. And then I was at AJ's, who is a local store in... Like, Toy Vault and Sarge's down in New London. Me and you have talked about this, but whatever. Those are the places where most people go to get comics. Toy Vault's comic selection is getting smaller all the time. It's like the pull box is the only important thing, which is a massive bummer. Because they'll forget stuff, and they won't have it on the shelf. And I'll be like, ah, fuck. Um, But then you go to AJ's, who orders a million of everything ever, and not many people go there. And they still had... This was yesterday. They had Green Lantern 1, the variant. I have a variant, but I don't have that variant. I have the variant that's um, the Midnight Release variant, where it was like black and white cover. Oh, that's a good one. I went yeah. and got, you know, the Batman Who Laughs variant, and just like, I just, I got a I only get variants if I'm, yeah, but you also buy more than one copy. <laughs> like, I only buy the variant if I'm buying so the book anyway. <laughs> so I, did, like... I did slow down on that. I, I stopped. I stopped buying both copies just for the sake of owning the variant as well as the original. I now only buy duplicate copies if I am unable to get one at one time and I stumble upon it later. So, like, if the Toy Vault gives me an original print and I, they don't give me the variant and I never find the variant again, I don't order it online anymore. I did do that for a little while. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I just take what they give me. Yes. But if I really want the variant and I stumble upon I go to AJ's, like, once a month because my pull box at, at Toy Vault, I like those guys and I just want to keep going there. If I go to AJ's with Jake because he picks up his books there, or if I'm looking for one they forgot in my box, and they happen to have the variant I wanted, then I'll grab it. So I did you, – you actually talked to me in that because apparently – what would you say? In the 90s, that was like a big thing. That just, literally was the 90s. The reason that like um, 
the, the biggest selling book of all time is X-Men number one and never will be beaten. It was 5 million copies or something. Jesus. It's because there was five fucking variant covers. So people weren't buying like one. Co- they were buying like five fucking copies because they're sick motherfuckers. I couldn't so not, like, dude. I couldn't not. Like if it, if it so the actually you'll be proud of me for this. The one thing I sh- I wish like if I could go back in time, I would do it differently. I did not collect variant and original cover of Doomsday Clock. I only own the variants. I don't own I own one issue of except for issue 1 because <laughs> hold on. The reason I own more than one issue of 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 issue 1 is because our Ashcan, we got it at uh, Comic-Con yeah. last year. I wanted that cover so so I could put the ash can with it in the bag and board. I have the lenticular, which was in my pull box, and then I was like, you know what? I'll read the lenticular. That's the one I, I, I read. And the other one's going straight into a bag and board with the ash can on it, so I have them. Which, our ash cans are worth like 100 bucks, which is kind of cool. I'm not going to yeah. sell it, obviously. I know you don't sell your comics either, but it's just kind of cool. No, if I ever came down to it, I would probably sell my books. But like until I'm destitute, I have no reason to sell my yeah, books. You call me first, I will uh, take out. A, <laughs> I'll, sec- I'll take out a second mortgage on the home. I don't care. I don't fuck. Give I'm me your house. I'm I'll give you that a first. You get in bad with like a mob or something. They murder <laughs> you, and you actually put me in your will. That's step A. But if you get in bad with the mob, you didn't put me in your will. Sure, I'll take out a second mortgage. I'll buy your comic books. That's fine. <laughs> okay. You own but... so ma- you own like some of the. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It'll be too depressing. <laughs> but no, like yeah, actually, one of the things that I do own that actually this brings us back on track is because um, I was. Like, oh yeah, I- sorry. I'm so sorry. That's I that consider no, it's fine. I consider it time travel because there's one time I was in uh, before actually Comic Depot is apparently closing uh, at the end of the month. Um, Comic but uh, what's that? The one in Saratoga? Yeah. Aw. I mean, it was small and very niche. Like, they were not inviting. When you walked no. in, they weren't like, what's going on? What can I find you? Dude, did you read this book? They were just like, hey. Or no, they didn't even hey you. They just looked at you. Well, I think most of them were just very awkward. But, like, it's yeah. mostly I hated the guy who used to own the place who died. Um, and... I never, I told, I've told the story before, so I'm not going to bother here, but like, I just, I didn't like the way they did business in that place. So like, I just, I only went there for like free comic day. Um, but yeah, anyway, like when they first, um, were like in a hole in the wall in the mall, um, my brother and I were, it was when we first moved here, we're going oh, to like, they the, were the, in the crystal mall or no, wait, the crystal mall's <laughs> out here by me. What's that one called? The Wilton mall. Oh, it's just Wilton. Okay. never mind. <laughs> Ours is called the crystal mall. I, dude, I move a lot. Okay. Um, my brother and I were like looking through the like the old boxes, and I found JLA number one, which I I can't remember if I had it or not when I was a kid. But I honestly, if I do, it's still at my house back where I grew up, so I don't even technically have it. Okay. So like I found it for like ten bucks, and I was like, fuck it, I'm reclaiming this piece of my childhood, like time travel. Um, so I did end up buying it there, and I'm okay. super because I still think it's one of the like it's it's a great first issue because it really it's. In one issue, you establish the entire Justice League, which is basically yes. a pantheon of gods. So like, the fact that you managed to do that in one issue is pretty fucking Yeah, this was, this was like an uh, uh, issue one, not like a, he's picking up from someone else, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. And then uh, the other thing I was going to mention was uh, fucking uh, We Three I reread today. I haven't. Just, I, I know it's, it's only still three so issues. good. <laughs> I know. It's only three issues. You guys always talk about it. I bought it at Con this year. It's on my shelf right there. I'm okay. So okay. So here's the thing. I'm reading American Gods in um, graphic novel form. My buddy let me borrow his, which is so. You read the book, right? Yeah. It's very, very good in graphic novel, 
but the book is so incredibly descriptive and wordy that when you put it into just the dialogue and then the pictures, you're not losing anything, but I feel like I am. Does that does yeah. that make sense? Like, well, I mean, that's it's if, if someone that... picked it up for the first time, great. I honestly highly recommend it. But having read the book, I was like, yeah, it's good, but I don't know. I just I feel like I'm missing something. Well, yeah, we'll probably have to get into the Alan Moore thing later, but um, it's like the whole thing that Alan Moore talked about with Watchmen, where he would just like. People wanted to make the movies. They were like, oh, it's cinem- so cinematic. And he's like, it's fucking not. Yeah. He's like, the whole point of this is that we, I wanted to show the things that comics can do that movies and books can't. You got me like... wanting to talk about that, but we're going to save that for the end of the show. Because <laughs> it, you, we'll get there. So <laughs> I've got a question for you. So his JS, yes. JLA, sorry, the JSA is Jeff Johns' love child, even though it's not. I'm just saying he fucking loves them. Um, yeah, and he's in. It's a, I never got the JSA until which, Jeff Don wrote Jess. Did you buy Shazam one? I bought it. I don't have it yet. It's not. It's in that same shipment. Y- yeah, it's in your shipment. I bought it because it wasn't in my pull box and it was sold out of Toy Vault. So I went to Sarge's specifically to look for Odyssey three, Justice League Odyssey three, because yeah. they forgot that in my pull box. But okay, I'm making it sound like they forget a lot. They they forget sporadically, but when they do, it's usually a major title, which is the bummer. Like, they'll remember all the shitty little titles I'm collecting, like Deadpool, which is a good book, but you know what I mean in yes. comparison. Um, and then they'll forget something major that I want, like a to- like like they've missed like four Spider-Geddon books, which is a big event that should be very easy to keep track of. Anyways, not the point. So I went to Sarge's to find Justice League Odyssey. They didn't have it there, but they uh, did have, um, what was I talking about? I got so distracted in my... In my toy vault discussion, what were we just? I talking? have no idea. Shazam. Oh, Shazam! Shazam one. Uh, so, so I bought Shazam one, the original cover, because it looks pretty cool, like him on a, at a desk. And then I was at, I, I was, I was at the book, the store, and they had the variant cover. And I was like, well, I mean, like maybe I could pick this up. I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it. It's down there somewhere. I, I picked up the variant of Shazam as well because, come on, man, it looks awesome, like him, like in the air with the lightning bolt. Psh. So my question to you, my my question to you was, there has been an insane amount of incredible Batman runs. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, just the last two have both been some of the best between Scott Snyder and Tom King's. Yeah. 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 Those two are incredible. Where does Grant Morrison's land in relation to those two? Um, I mean, relation to those two, I would say is the third best. Oh, okay. Um, I, I was just curious. Because I, I, Tom King's, I am fully up to date on. Yeah, I was going to say, Tom King's, stupid, honestly, yeah, I was going to say, Tom King's, honestly, it's going to be hard until I actually, like, go back and reread it and then reread, like, Scott Snyder's to compare them. Even though it's still fucking weird to do that, to just, like, is art really a fucking, like, competition? Well, but, even like, then, they, you know, they both start from one for a reason. They both are new yeah. stories for a reason. But you, you, but you I, find I yourself say doing right it no now, Yeah. I will say right now, I think Tom King's is better. I mean, it depends how well he sticks to landing. Because my thing with Scott Snyder's is, like, I think it was amazing. Um, I think Endgame was the point where he should have stopped. And I guess that's where they were going to stop. And then I guess for whatever reason, they ended up sticking around for, like, that last, For whatever like, reason, they're like, hey, man, you're selling really well. Do you want more money? Oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure that they couldn't make money elsewhere. I, just, I think I mean, they could <laughs> Clearly had something. I think also it might have been that they let Capullo redesign the Batman costume. This might be a, might be a factor, but yeah. um, but no, like I don't. I, I I think it'd be. I would remember it even more positively if it wasn't for the like the end of it. 
Because um, I don't necessarily think that it's bad. It just I don't think it's the same level of quality they established. Did he bring Bruce point. back in the very end? Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like I. That also might have been why he stuck around. Because it was like, I remember there was a whole thing with um, Brian Bendis when he was uh, giving Brubaker Daredevil, okay. where like I guess Bendis was like, the natural way this leads is Matt in jail, but I can't do that to whoever's following me, <laughs> and like so he's like I had to figure out how to get out of this, and then um, I guess he was talking about it with Brubaker when they were like basically passing the torch, and he was like, well, it seems like the only logical way this can go is that Matt ends up in jail. And he's like, you want to do that? <laughs> he's like, because I was right there, but I just didn't, I didn't want to be the guy who sticks to you with that. But if you want it, it's all yours. Well, it's like the current Daredevil thing where they're like, the death of Daredevil, which, by the way, I finally added Daredevil to my pull box forever. It is very disrespectful of me to claim Daredevil's my favorite comic book character ever and not have him in my pull box. But anyways. I'm really scared for Chip Zdarsky's, but yes. Yeah, exactly. So he he's like, <laughs> it's the death of Daredevil. Well, that was Charles yeah. And then yeah. halfway through the death of Daredevil, they're like, oh, by the way, he comes back in like a month. And it's like, well, yes, I, I know that they're, you, that is how it goes. I understand that, and that is fair. But you couldn't give me like a year? Like just something to like to fester on. You can, you you don't say the death of Daredevil is a major event and immediately just drop it. I mean, I guess they did that with Superman, kind of, right? Well, Superman, like the thing I said before, it was like the the Max Landis line and Death of Superman, Death of Return of Superman that he did, where it's like when they killed Superman, they didn't kill Superman, they killed Death. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, like fair. that's the whole thing. Is like that was when comics death stopped mattering mm -hmm. because you were just gonna bring them back. It's kind of the same thing where it's like, but in fairness, if you actually read uh, Charles Soule's run which was good overall um they never killed daredevil it was just yeah it was just what he called it i mean i don't think it was yeah. really ever meant to be like actual like he murdered, they bury him it's the whole night yeah um okay so back back to grant uh yeah. so so third best is fair but do you put it third best all time or is it still continue to fall down because oh, i know people that. think of it great frank miller is oh like... god okay that was stupid of me frank miller doesn't count <laughs> Frank Miller is, is 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 not number one. Frank Miller's the gold star on top. And then it's one, two, three. <laughs> I would still say Denny O'Neill's uh Neil Adams that? run. Like what's the what's the big thing in that one? Like well, that was basically Death of the were, Family? No, 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 no. That was way after. Okay. Um Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams were the guys who brought back basically Dark Batman because oh, they were the Adam first West. guys to write post uh Silver Age. Okay. Like they were the guys who really like brought back the whole vibe of the Dark Knight detective and made the book realistic again. Um, they did like uh, the laughing, like laughing fish and like I Joker's five way revenge. I, I and like the Ra's al Ghul stuff, like all of that's Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, Neil I, Adams I, I, is like the most famous Batman, right? Uh, artist. Like he, he's, he's the guy who's drawn Batman. I mean, I, mean, I, I remember... feel like Bob Kane might be the most famous. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Yes, Bob Kane. Full full props to to Bob Kane because isn't that a big deal that he didn't get as much credit as he deserved for it? And so that was Bill Finger. Bill Finger didn't get enough much, enough credit. <laughs> People who created these comics really got fucked. But anyways, yes. Um, no, like, by I remember, Bob Kane in this case. But yes. I remember at Comic Con, not this most recent one, the one before. Yeah. Kevin saw. Uh, Neil yeah. Adams just sitting at a booth with no one near him, and he got like, like noticeably somber and sad. And t 
to be fair, Neil Adams was trying to sell $700 prints, but still, like, no one was at his booth, and it was kind of a bummer. And then he explained to me Neil Adams, and that, anyways, continue. Yeah, no, Neil Adams, although I will say, like, well, this year, I did ever seen people not at his booth, but, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I, but I, I, first, I did say hi to him, and he said hi back, so that was nice. I'm sure he's a great guy. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about him. I'm, he's I'm, the guy who kept, um, basically, Siegel and Schuster alive to a large extent, uh, because, basically, again, in the annals of people getting fucked in comics, um, yeah. Siegel and Schuster created the first ever superhero. They created Superman. They oh. should have, like, all of the money, but, like... All they have was... is a credit post-mortem. Well, they didn't have that. That's the thing. Yeah. They literally... Um, one of them was working in, like, uh, like I think it was, like, I think it was Schuster was, like, drawing, like, porn or something. And, like, Siegel was, like, <laughs> Sorry, a delivery that's shocking. That's like, yeah, like, and, like, so, uh, it was around, it was around, the, it was the 70s, like, when Neil Adams was, like, the height of his power. Um, and it was right when the Superman movie was coming out, and he pushed DC to give them a pension and, wow. uh, a credit. Which, granted, that credit has led to me hating their fucking families, because every time something happens in Superman or Superboy in the last several years, it's always like their goddamn families being like not cool with it. I'm like, motherfucker, you didn't do anything. Your yeah, grandfather was, did something. And someone fought for them. <laughs> I understand they went through a lot, but someone fought for them in the end. Yes. Um, but it was it's always like a money thing, and it pisses me off. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't do anything, assholes. Like Bill Finger's family getting something makes me happy yeah. just because Bill Finger deserved to have credit on Batman. Yes. But like, even though his family had nothing to do with it, I'll grant that because he got fucked for so long. Yeah. But like that was actually on a podcast I was listen, listening to recently, the uh, the complete guide to everything, one that Kevin uh, recommended to me at Con two years ago. Uh, did you ever have you listened to that podcast? Uh, maybe I don't remember. Um, well, they were talking about they ranted a little bit about families taking advantage of a successful person's name, and that's kind of what's happening. That's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, it's really frustrating to me. Um, <laughs> but no, like I definitely think uh, Morrison's like run is super it's it's super cool and i mean for christmas i asked for the uh omnibus because i already have uh basically the contents of the second omnibus in trade form yeah um because i have all of the issues of um like basically everything up to uh r.i.p before they relaunched it when they relaunched i didn't actually i don't think i own anything past the first issue okay but i had it all in trade yeah um so like basically this will be, be officially having a kind of everything in trade. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I definitely, I think it's good. And they created one of my favorite characters ever, which is Damien. Yes. It's just Still like super important in comics oh, yeah. right now. He's huge. Well, that was like, well, I was really pissed when, um, I don't know if I should, well, fuck it. They undid it anyway. Yeah. Um, I was going to say when he killed Damien uh, in Batman Inc, mm -hmm. I was like, why is no one stopping him from doing this? Like, I know that like it's Grant Morrison and everybody loves Grant Morrison, but I was like, DC, you own these characters and you step on creators' necks all the time. Like, why is this not the first and time? How quickly like, did they bring him back? Oh, very soon. It was like, okay. I don't know if he was in a full year. <laughs> like, it definitely was like, hey, Grant, tell your story. As soon as you're done, we're undoing this. <laughs> so, like. Yeah, you did something awesome. We're taking it back. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, I definitely think his arc is, or his run is really good. Mm. I wouldn't say it's like JLA where it's the gold standard. Yeah. But, like, I definitely well, think it's so good. Of golden standards, obviously we've already mentioned in one Doom Patrol, which we we could talk about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep us going for the sake of other things I want to talk about. Um, which I did start reading. I've read it a trade one with the Scissor Men, and yes. it's it. I don't. 
I haven't got to Danny yet, which I'm still having trouble wrapping my mind around how a street is sentient and dresses in drag. I we'll get there. That's if if that if you heard what I just said, that's what Grant Morrison is. So, yes. uh, All Star Superman is one of the pantheons of Superman stories, though. Oh no! I, it's it, that is I would at, say in a lot at of least ways, according to me too. Yeah, I would say that that is. Well, the thing that's funny is that when it was first coming out, I didn't really care. I don't even know if I even have the whole thing in, in issues. I know I have at least like the first several issues in issues, yeah. um, but I don't. I don't know if I have the whole thing. I have um, one through twelve in issues because I freaked out when I saw him and had to. <laughs> no, that's not true. I freaked out when I saw him said, "You don't need this. Don't do it." And then I went back the very next day and was like, "Where is it? Okay, I know it's here." <laughs> and I found it, and I'm very happy. Well, it's, yeah, that thing is like I do. I when I read it in trade, it definitely because I, I don't know. That's my whole thing with like a lot of people, where it's just like Morrison's. I mean, one of the guys who again, it's just like when you fall off schedule so much that I kind of forget what's going on. I kind of, to a large extent, lose interest in books. And then Which when I read them in trade, I'm like, I this should is... probably follow your standard. If I don't read and or remember a book by the time the next one come out, I should probably be cutting it from my pull box. I don't. I have issues, but <laughs> that's a really good standard to have. Yeah, but no. So like when I bought the trade, um, All Star, I was like, oh, this is this is fucking like, this this is not overrated at all. It was totally worthy of being called. Like even though I don't necessarily, I don't know. If, ah, fuck, it's hard. Isn't I Earth mean, One your favorite? Yes. Or, would I, yeah, would right. I say All Star is the best? Yes. Would okay. I say Earth One is my favorite? Yes. Okay, like... that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, because that's I I always. If you go online, and this is obviously something I do, and I know you have your issues with it, but if you go online and you look up, like, best graphic novels of all time, Superman hardly ever makes it into, like, the top 20. I mean, there's some stuff, but it's almost always All-Star that makes it the farthest up. Yeah. That, no, that it's really story is... Because that's... I get into this argument with people at work all the time, like, you know, Superman's boring because he can do anything. You know, well, whatever. You know, he's in... And you're like, yeah, he was the very first superhero. You're correct. He can do anything. But there is Grant Morrison managed to take that and kind of turn it on, turn it on its head. Like, what happens when the man who can do anything is challenged to actually do anything instead of just constantly talking about he can do stop anything, he's the strongest, he's the fastest, whatever. What happens when you actually challenge that? And it's like it's only twelve issues. He does it so fast. Like it, it did feel a little rushed to me, but that's because when I read it, I wasn't super duper into com. Like I was into them, but I didn't have a good amount. To, in my belt to like compare to but that's just how comics are written they're they're fast-paced well yeah i still haven't read um his action run but i do want to uh um, that's the trade I, did i yeah i bought that this year i bought that yeah um the first few issues are on uh dc universe i do have them downloaded i just haven't like i'm like i don't know if i want to read the first three issues not knowing that there's like when they're <laughs> so gonna put up more that's what, they're, <laughs> that's what they're doing they're they're not marvel universing it where they're just like Put it, putting put it all put everything you've got on here and that's it they're doing the comicsology put put a taste the first one's free baby girl and then you're like oh <laughs> i've got to find a way to have it which i just started reading uh uh batman eternal just because th the entire runs on there and i was like yeah i'll check this out why not it's awesome but i can't get that you know like you just said do i want to read the first few issues of some story and not know if i'm going to be able to get them on my on this service i don't know yeah, that's why, like, uh, there, there have been certain things that I didn't even know that I didn't have the whole thing until, like, after, like, like I was reading Hitman. I was really enjoying it. I was like, well, this ended kind of abruptly. And then I realized that there was still, like, a whole half of the fucking run left. I was like, son of a bitch. You motherfuckers. <laughs> that's how they get you. Now you have to, well, you own them in trade, right? 
I own some of them in trade. I don't own the second half. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's I've, I've actually, mine's very spotty too. I have to look into that. I'm missing some and I don't remember what. Um, but no, like, <laughs> I will say the Doom Patrol thing real quick. Like, I never, not that I don't like his Doom Patrol, but I never completely got Doom Patrol until recently when they did the Doom, Doom Patrol episode of Titans. Such and a I was good, like, I mean, me and DJ talked about an entire episode of it. It's such a good episode. That's my favorite episode of the show so oh, far. Oh, definitely. But that was because yeah. I was like, it finally clicked in my head because I was like, holy shit, it's gothic horror. I was yeah. like, once you give me gothic horror, then I get it. Like, it was my thing my whole life was I was just like, it's kind of like the X-Men, but not. And then, like, like they have powers and the powers are kind of curses, but, like, whatever. And then as soon as, like, I, like, watched the episode, I was like, oh, fuck, now I get it. It was like, it took somebody, like, that's why I'm like, holy fuck, I can't wait for this show now. Because if they get the same uh, If they can carry vibe, that throughout, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I am down. I am so very, very down. And there, there's also more characters than what we saw that they're bringing into it. Um, I think just Cyborg. I, I know Cyborg's for sure, yes. I knew that one was for sure. But they were like, uh, in an interview, they were like, Where, are we ever going to see, um, uh, God, I can't remember her name. The girl who has like- Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, psychotic Mary or something. Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and they were like, yeah, you might. I don't know. They're like, are we going to see Danny? And they were like, uh, I don't want to <laughs> say no, but I don't think we can do that. And it's just, oh, gosh. Anyways. But, you know, the All-Star Superman thing is, is definitely fucking awesome, and I definitely will, like, I, and it's like something funny. is like my favorite moment in that whole book became, like a big internet thing, but it wasn't until after I started sharing it. So it's like, it's fucking weird that like everybody kind of caught on to my favorite moment. Cause my favorite moment in it is, uh, the girl on the ledge who's about to kill herself and oh. Superman shows up behind her and just very gently, like your therapist really was caught in traffic. Like it's okay. It's not as bad as it seems. And like hugs her. It's all very like sweet and gentle. It's not super. It's just like, yeah, no, yeah, it's awesome. She needed him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, that's my favorite moment. And it's funny how that kind of that suddenly has shown up all over the place. I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely think like, that's the thing is like, the thing about Grant Morrison is like, he does manage to like take kind of characters that you kind of feel like, you've done everything you necessarily can with and find these avenues, these huge avenues. Again, he doesn't do anything in fucking less than like, yeah, no, there's, <laughs> like, there's, we three is the exception to the yeah. rule. He doesn't do stuff like that. Well, that, that, again, that was an original concept. Whereas like yeah. everything he does with the characters that are established are always like lengthy, like takes He's like, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. I'm not going to just, you know, take my paycheck and leave. Yeah. Um, even though that thing is funny, I remember like, uh, the whole thing with, uh, 52, where it was him and Johns and Rucka and Mark Wade was because, uh, basically DC had kind of gotten him back on retainer and, uh, D and Dan DiDio had given him the title of revamp guy. <laughs> basically his job was basically to go through characters that kind of like, I remember that they redid the Adam, like he did, re he redid the Adam with Ryan Choi and everything. Okay. There's a lot of different things that he like did where he basically was just like, Take characters that we don't know what the fuck we're doing with, so therefore they're sitting on a shelf, and make them work again. <laughs> and, and, like, he did, he did that. Was the 52 what led into Multiversity? 
Yeah, uh, kind of. Which I, I mean, really want to read because... Oh, Multiversity hearing, is amazing. Just Multi- hearing yeah. him explaining what it is blew my face off. He's just like, yeah, imagine all these different worlds with these different superheroes. Okay, end of story. I was like, wait. Exactly, I mean, the concept of the multiverse is not like... He didn't, like, create that. <laughs> just no, like... no, no, no. He didn't create it. But the way... So the way, you know, whenever you think of the multiverse, it's like, okay, in this universe, Batman did this. In this universe, Batman did this. In his, he was like, yeah, okay, so this universe has Batman doing this. This universe has Flash doing this other stuff. Like, he doesn't take one person and split him amongst the multiverse. He instead jumps through it all with the different people. And I couldn't understand it, and I got very confused. Oh, no, it's really good. I, I own... I actually was going to reread that Harkover, but I didn't get around to it. That's something um, I want to find at Con maybe next year. No, yeah, it's super good. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing that I do think is really cool. It's just, like, taking, like, kind of all of the superheroes and kind of... Um, I don't know, just like not only like revamping, but like breathing new life into shit and making stuff that you didn't think Yeah. Like could work work. So the perfect example of that, at least for me, because I didn't read back then when these characters needed this, was something like Green Lantern right now. So Green yeah. Lantern never meant anything to me. You guys have talked about it like you love Kyle Rayner and someone else loves this and whatever, whatever. Oh, okay. I don't think Kevin really gives a shit about Green Lantern one way or another, but yes, yeah, I, really, I don't think I'm, he does I'm either, a tried but... and true Green Lantern fan, yeah. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. I, I've always kind of like scoffed at it. I, it's never been something I've turned my nose up to, but I've always just been kind of like, yeah, no, okay, Green Lantern's cool. And, and I started his because... Obviously, when I found out Grant Lord, I think I even texted you like that day. I was like, did you see? And you're like, yeah, I know. I thought you were going to say something. And uh, he just just in the way he talks about it. So Green Lantern is the most powerful weapon in the known universe. And yet he's always like, I, I don't want to call him the tidy up guy. But from what I've read of Green Lantern, he's the he's never really that big of a deal he's always kind of and he is god i'm gonna offend you in so many ways with how i'm trying to say <laughs> this and i'm really having a tough time getting this through. but he should be so much more to me just for just if you told me the outline of what a green lantern is okay so if you said what he is i'd be like oh he's fucking superman just number two like there should be no one bigger in the in the justice league the way i perceive it and then i never see him like that and Green Lantern picks him up, and I'm curious immediately. And Green Lantern's like, yeah, you know how he's like this major cosmic thing? We're going to tone that way down and just be like, yeah, he's a space cop. And I was like, no, what? I want I want a god. He has the most po- I want the biggest version of this you can get. And you're going to tone him down to nothing? Which, not nothing, but you know what I mean? You're going to tone him way down? And it's it's incredible. Why did I doubt it? Well, no, I do think it's cool, but it's it's really hard for me to judge because... A, I'm really close to it because it's a character that I love so much. Yeah. And B, uh, I know Didn't you it's wear Grant your Morrison shirt to Justice League. Yep, <laughs> yeah, well, you got You got to represent somehow. I did, um, and like that little brief moment in Justice League is one of my favorite moments in Justice League when the, Green the, Lantern the, shows the up. Revamp when it's doing yeah. the like fight in for the yeah. box in the beginning. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but no, like I definitely, I think it's gonna be cool, but like it's really hard to judge at this point because I'm like. It's two issues into a Grant Morrison run, which means a book I'm probably going to be reading for like the next 10 years. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to say exactly what this is right now because it's so like, I know he's just sowing the seeds of something much, much bigger. And it's uh, bizarre. I mean, right from the freaking beginning of issue one, you're like, it, the whole first like three pages isn't in English. It's just nonsense baby talk. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, what are you doing here? So you follow the pictures and stuff, obviously. But it's like, all right, you're, you're coming on a little weird from the get-go. <laughs> Dude's but finger the- comes off and it turns out that's the superhero. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but no, like, I mean, it's also hard to compare because like um, – Jeff Johns' run is, like, such a fucking high watermark. Yes, that, like, isn't that, like, one of the best Green Lanterns ever? That is the best Green Lantern Okay, so ever. isn't that like, the best Green Lantern ever? Oh, yeah, I don't think anyone can dispute that. I don't think anyone who's ever written Green Lantern, even, like, somebody I love, like Ron Mars, I'm really bummed that they canceled uh, the... I don't think any of the 90s books were really selling, so I don't think I'm ever going to get any more of them. What's that? Um, the ones I was really excited for, like, they were, like... Here's uh, Peter David's Aquaman, and here's right. uh, Ron Mars's Green Lantern, and like, and it was just like all of them got two, and then they're just like they haven't announced an Aquaman three, they haven't announced a Legion three, and oh, they, they didn't announced the entire run out. They did it in like many, yeah. like like specific uh, trades. Yeah, and then oh. um, Green Lantern they did, and then they canceled it, and I was like, well. They haven't canceled on Amazon yet. And they canceled on Amazon. Like, son of a bitch. You thought maybe you'd get, like, one of those orders. Just <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, but, yeah, no. Jeff Johns' thing was, like, it. if you're looking for a big epic scale Green Lantern book, that's what that fucking was. Okay. Because, like, I think the reason that, like, that character, I completely get your perspective on it. But the whole thing is, like, because on Earth, Green Lantern doesn't really do a lot, even though there's fucking four of them. So that, I do like, Oh, yeah, right. There's Kyle, there's Hal, there's... Uh, uh, Guy Gardner uh, and John Stewart. John Stewart was the one I was thinking of, Guy Gardner. Which is so fucking weird. And that was like... something I didn't know. Uh, the, the book explains it right in the first issue that... This is a brand new, right? This isn't picking up on yeah. something? Yeah. Okay, it explains right in the first issue that he just, like, wanders around and sleeps on friends' couches, but then when he feels like it, da-da-da-da, Green Lantern um but like that's the whole thing is like on earth there's not really i mean yes he's involved in the threats that are happening on earth and everything but most of what he's doing because the whole thing is like guardians of the universe if you read like the first fucking like thing of hal jordan getting the ring there's like i don't know john's secret origin you made me buy that and i don't regret it at all (laughs) i don't remember who put it in because i don't think it was in the initial issue um but there's – I have the original, like, this showcase uh, trade. Um, but uh, there's the whole thing with Abin Sewer where he's, like, when he gives – when the ring goes to uh, Hal, where he's, like, an Earthman Green Lantern. I never thought I'd see the day. Because um, right, there's well, the whole thing where basically we'll – see three more of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where, like, Earth is this kind of this mud ball that the Green Lanterns kind of ignore to a large extent. They're just like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like um, – but the whole thing is that – there's literally a Green Lantern for every sector of space. There's like 3,000 sectors. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I did think it was funny. That like there's like fucking four for Earth where nothing is clearly happening. <laughs> yeah. We need four fucking Green Lanterns. Well, even there. when something does happen, there's plenty of other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we don't need you. <laughs> but like Jeff Johns' thing was like they definitely expanded the mythos and made it much more epic and mm-hmm. opera. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah, he did Blackest Night and uh, yeah. the, zo- the Zombies. That was Blackest Night, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, he basically did the trilogy, if you will, which was um, where kind of rebirth was essentially his Star Wars. Uh, Sinestro Corps War was basically his empire. And then Blackest Night was essentially his uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. And you could say Secret Origin was his prequels, I guess. Um, but good. Like, there was a lot of shit in the middle. But there was yeah. really a lot of shit in the middle between 
the movies too. Like it's not like yeah. they just like <laughs> like at any point they're just like they just stop, and stop the last movie and picks up the next movie. Yeah. Um, but no, like so my whole thing with uh, Grant's thing is like I'm trying not to compare it to that because that's yeah. something that's so huge and means a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like because it's like the, it's like it's kind of like I don't know. It's hard to explain. Where it's just like it was the first time that kind of everybody got how cool Green Lantern was. Because, like, I always liked Green Lantern because, like, when I was growing up, it was that thing is like the reason I liked all those books was because it was like, even though everybody fucking hated them, was like, it was like, oh, cool. Like, you got rid of this, like, Green Lantern that I didn't grow up with and don't care about, mm-hmm. like, the same way everyone else does. You gave me a new one. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm on the ground floor. So, like, I'm, I'm living vicariously. Like, we're, we're having the same adventure. Like, I'm discovering this book as this dude comes on, like, with Kyle. And then, like, Aquaman, we're just, like, I only kind of know who this character is, but it doesn't matter because you're giving me a whole new fucking thing where he's, like, a badass with a hook hand. And a beard. Like, that, was the yeah. first, that was the first bearded Aquaman. Yes. Um, but like, um, that's my whole thing is like all that shit that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I grew up like loving those things. So like I was waiting for them to like do them properly. And it's funny that kind of Jeff Johns was kind of the first one across the board yeah. in the two thousands, kind of like he made flash work. He made uh green lantern work. He made uh Aquaman work in the new 52. Like it was like, Oh, was that so him with yeah. the, with the undersea, uh, uh piranha people? Yes. Oh god, I didn't I, I don't yeah, okay, the trench. But they look like piranha people. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, um so that was like it was funny because it was like that was like Jeff Johns kind of like I, I coming this week. Uh I have coming the Jeff Johns Aquaman omnibus. Uh nice. that like I was not waiting for Christmas. I was like, I'm paying this money for this fucking book because I want it desperately. Yeah. Um even though I have all those issues, I don't fucking care. I'm getting them again in this hardcover. You trade. don't have any trades, right? So you're just getting no. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, but um, that's this was the situation. Like, whenever I think there's gonna be an omnibus, I wait. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I'll wait literally years. Like I'm finally getting it's finally paying off in the case of JMS's Spider Man <laughs> was because like they're oh, finally releasing right. omnibuses of that. And I there's gonna be what three of them? Probably because it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but no, like so that's my whole thing with uh, Grant Morrison's Green Lantern is I'm like. I'm trying not to compare it to yeah. like stuff that came before necessarily because I just kind of want to let it be its own thing. And it but is also, only two, like you said. Yeah, it's also, for me, it's also like, yeah, it's like I'm also trying to like, I know that he's going to probably be on this book forever. So like I don't want to like be like, I, that's something I, I will have the patience to stick with <laughs> because I'm like. 50 issues Morrison. minimum. Probably, Yes. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul now that I collect. Oh, I'm so happy I'm collecting. I'm so sad I didn't collect before. I'm so happy I'm collecting now. My buddy's <laughs> trying to... Greg, if you're listening, he's trying to... Um, he's going through... He collected comics in like the late 90s or something like that. Um, early 2000s, maybe. No, it was late 90s. And he's, he's going through and cataloging his comics. So he has like Gambit number one. And it's worth 400 bucks or something. So he's like, you want it? I'm like, no! Are you kidding me? No, I'm not giving you four hundred dollars for. Oh fuck no! Yeah, he has a bunch of um really good Spider-Man stuff from that time. I can't remember who like what the run was at all. He has. Hold on, he texted me. Let me. You know (laughs) what? Let's put this. Let's put this Mama Jam on blast. Actually, he everything he wants is fair. I'm not gonna act like it's not fair, but sorry. 
He has Amazing Spider-Man 400. Those that's supposedly worthy. Supergirl number one, uh, Fantastic Four. The when they re-released it sometime in the nineties, number one that's supposedly worth decent money. Um, he's got which this is something I I kind of want. That he's might actually the, be Morris because Morrison did like a brief um, Fantastic Four run in well, like the late nineties. Well, well, I might be spending <laughs> some money soon. Um, and he's got uh, the one thing I do want, which I held off on buying at con. And if I see it next year, I'll probably buy it. Is the Marvel versus DC nonsense that happened back then? I have all of that shit. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, yeah die and give me your books. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is like the easiest thing we'll ever have to do in life. You just write a will and we move on. <laughs> Anything we have to do in life, die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, hey, if we want to get philosophical on this show, it is kind of the easiest thing you have to do. I understand. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, anyways, let's wrap up and finish what like the 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 reason not the reason the reason was because you love Grant Morrison I love Grant Morrison we wanted to talk about him but what recently happened yesterday I think yeah I was at work and my phone's Google Now got updated because I get updated on a lot of comic news lately because mostly what I'm googling is what's what's really so what I do on Tuesdays at work. Is I check out the release for this week, write them all down on a post-it note that I want. Most of them are in my pull box and some aren't. And when I go into my comic store, I pull it out and I go, these are all here. Oh, what isn't? And I go and grab it off the shelf. So I get updated with a little little article that says, uh, the one that I had specifically wasn't the one you shared um, with with me on Facebook uh, just like a little bit later. Uh, Grant Morrison still hates Watchmen and here's why. And I was like, um, hold the phone. <laughs> what? Like, I was I was legitimately, like, dumbfounded. For anyone who knows, I, I, I talked about it on the show. I've told you a thousand times. My picture, I took a picture of it. I have Watchmen 1 through 12, the issues, and I lost my goddamn mind when I got them. It is my favorite piece of anything ever. That's not exaggerating. It's, 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 I like it more than any game I've ever played, any movie I've ever watched, any book I've ever had, any wife I've ever had. What? Um, <laughs> I, I love Watchmen more than most things in life. I would argue it's maybe my third favorite thing behind my mom and my wife. It, it might actually be right there. No offense. If your mom died, your if your wife left you, as long as the watcher was still on the wall, you'd still be like, I'd have, I'd have a reason to smile. I would have at least one. And Grant Morrison is that for me with authors. He's not, you know, he's probably in like my top 25 things of things I love most, but he's definitely my favorite author. And to find out that he, I didn't know, I'm sure you did maybe. I didn't know they had any. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, And he talks about it in this article, like in this interview, I should say, like it, like it's a thing everyone knew, which apparently obviously. Like I might've, I get, I might've like heard about it at one point and forgotten. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So back way back in the eighties at one time when Morrison was on his, his, in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, when Morrison was on his up, he was asked what he thought of Watchmen and he said he didn't like it. So, no, this had to have been before he was coming up because immediately he had after, hair. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, because he still had hair. Um, immediately after he wrote Arkham Asylum and the review started coming out and everyone loved it, uh, Alan Moore, as a rebuttal to Grant Morrison previously saying he didn't like Watchmen, said uh, that Arkham Asylum was a gilded turd. And that it had no substance, which obviously I disagree with. I never answered what my favorite Grant Morrison thing was. Spoiler alert, it's Arkham Asylum. And 
I didn't know that that was a thing at all. So I read this, and I lose my mind. And let me just preface this. This did not change the way I feel about Watchmen at all. But I can kind of get what No, I, yeah, that's, I, I get his points. I don't, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, can any writer really, like... Okay, so let me read the exact. Let me <laughs> yeah, let me read ahead. just the quick. I, I I pulled it up. So he's he's he made a good point later on, um, where people have called this a feud, and he says in order for it to be a feud, the people would actually need to uh, would need to involve people's interests. So I believe that. I believe Grant said one bad thing about Alan Moore. Alan said one bad thing about Grant, and then it disappeared. They just didn't work together. I believe that. But this is what he said about Watchmen. He he said he's read it many times. Uh, the reason he hated it when I was 25 or still there, but now I kind of like it because I'm older and I like the structure, but I'm quite in awe of the absoluteness of it. For all the same reasons, I hated it. And here's the, here's the exact quote. The fact that none of the characters were allowed to be smarter than the author, that really drove me nuts. The world's smartest man is an idiot. He makes a plan all his life that is undone by the end of the book in an instant. The psychiatrist sits with Rorschach for five minutes, and Rorschach tells a super banal story of how he became a vigilante, and the psychiatrist cracks. If you're a criminal psychiatrist who deals with men in prison, you've heard a million of these stories. Watchmen, you can't turn the page without him saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay, we get it, man. You got thrown out of school at 16 for dealing acid. You're clever. Now, that's all pretty fair points. But, come on, man, it's Watchmen. Like, why you gotta well, yeah. do this to me? My thing, well, my, my thing is, like, that's, it's hard to say, though, because, like, it, it, it's like every fucking comic. Like, yep. There, there's any Morrison like any the whole thing is like that's why they always thought it was funny was like um ah it was we're talking people constantly literally almost every fucking week since Infinity Wars come out somebody literally random fucking people guy at Taco Bell drive through um and to best friends of mine will fucking make comments about things in Infinity War where it's like why didn't X happen like why didn't this person do this why didn't this person like it's like seriously like if you're like if any of it if you pull a fucking thread it all fucking falls apart i mean it's so, like and that's <laughs> the other thing and and we've talked about this uh months ago um actually it was the first episode when you came when you came back for yeah, to me yeah, to yeah. record and i was talking about how pissed off i got at tommy because he constantly would be like well why does the flash lose he's the fastest man he would dodge anything and that's not the fucking point. You don't worry about the semantics of why these little things fall about. You read the story for the whole. You take into consideration their characteristics. You take into correct consideration their personalities and what may have caused these flaws to happen. You don't just immediately go like, yeah, obviously Superman is invincible. He could end all crime everywhere. everywhere. But that's not Clark Kent. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's not the thing. But as I'm saying, like, if you, if I pick up any of Grant's books, which I'll, I mean, I love them, but it's like, you're gonna find flaws because flaws exist. Every then nothing yes. is flawless. Like, Nobody's so, nerfed, as the wise man once said. Sure. Um, so that's my whole thing. Is like it's like I remember like I can't remember who I was. I, I the, the example I've used before was I was at the drive one time. My friend Chris, we were watching Transformers, and like he had made some comment with the logic of it. I'm just like motherfucker. <laughs> if I'm willing to buy the, the giant fucking truck turns back and forth into a giant fucking robot, like. 
I don't fucking care about like this yeah. random like bit of like why did Marky Mark make this choice? Like, <laughs> okay, hold like... on. Don't use Marky Mark because those Transformers were actually pretty terrible. Let's go well, back. No, to I'm not Shia. saying otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like... just saying like if if you're willing to just go for the ride, just go for fucking ride. Yes, like it's just I, like I agree. Which is actually so that I I totally agree with you with, but I'm kind of guilty of taking that too far. So like. Critics are critics for a reason, right? Grant Morrison's not a critic, but I'm just saying critics are critics for a reason. They find faults in this, that, and the other when they can. And and there's a reason why, like, Mad Max Fury Road got perfect scores even though it had a really silly premise. Like, it, you can sell yourself on that. But I take it too far where, A, if I love something, I love it unconditionally. And B, I can sell myself on almost anything. So when you tell me there's a flaw, I'll tell you you're an idiot and never to talk to me again. So like so but you know what I mean when I say that, yes, right? Like yes, I, yes, yes. I I you guys will tell me, like you and Kevin, for example, will tell me in at uh, some point in time, like, yeah, this is all right. I'll read it and be like, that was the greatest thing I've ever read. Just because it's new to me and I sold myself on it. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that point. Why why do you have yes, this guy, for example, Ozzy Mandeus made this plan and it unravels at the end. Did it? Did it unravel at the end? Like, just because they found him out, uh, obviously Rorschach writing it down. But let's let's pick that apart for a quick second. Rorschach is arguably, despite his insanely odd conviction to what he considers as justice, is 100% unpredictable, like the Joker. So you can't hold that against Ozymandias to not be able to predict the unpredictable. And that's the only part of his plan that falls apart. Who the fuck cares that people found out? He convinced them that he was the right, like, because he is the smartest man. He convinced them that it was the right plan. So even that, it's like, why do you got to take the magic from it? You can explain it if you really want to start being a little silly with how you kind of pick it apart. But why? Why? No, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's like the, in like the thing with like Rorschach. I mean, I always kind of interpret it as more just like the way he's telling the story more than the story itself. But That's like, another thing you could do. So so Grant Morrison is guilty of this, and I kind of regret it. So Arkham Asylum is my favorite thing ever. I lent it to my buddy Greg, who is a super... He's the one I was talking about with the comics. He is very, very smart to the point where he tries... He doesn't try to... God, this is going to insult him whatever way I say I'm not good at this, Pat, okay? If you haven't noticed. He... He analyzes everything in a very specific way that you can't really gauge. So, like, some things he'll claim are shit. You'll be like, I never in a million years would have thought you would have hated that. Some things he'll claim are incredible. You'll be like, I never in a million. And every time you think you're correcting to find his personality and he continues to surprise you with that kind of stuff. So, I was like, dude, read this book. Like, I I can't think of you not liking this book. And he didn't like it. And I... I think the reason I sold myself on it so hard was listening to that Fat Man on Batman episode. Grant Morrison explains to you that he wrote that as a dream of Batman. It's not real life. Like the whole point is this is all of the the biggest fears of his slash insecurity slash whatever. So when I read it the first time with that in mind, that's what I thought. He read it the first time without that and he had all these things. And I said, well, what if you put it into this perspective and he still couldn't get on board with it? He still was kind of like holding off on me uh, in that regard. But to that point grant morrison someone like greg read his book didn't understand his specific thing and decided to pick the holes in it to what i consider to be grant's best book so even he's guilty of having plenty of holes in his shit that don't make sense but you sell yourself on it 
what's the other thing though is like it's also like art in the eye of the beholder like yeah it's, yeah like there's tons of books like I mean, or even like i mean movies like where it's like i completely get people not liking suicide squad but i fucking love it like it speaks agreed. to my sensibilities yep agreed like it's like whereas there's been things that have been like everybody loved it i'm just like like uh this is the you won't agree where it's like Silence of the Lambs. Like, I look at it, and oh. I can see it's really well done. Don't say this I, to me. Why you got to do this on we've, the cast, We've had man? this. Oh, I know we've <laughs> had this. I don't have it. Okay, sorry. Continue. Where it's like, I don't think it's bad. It just doesn't – I don't connect with it. Like, it just yeah. doesn't – like, I, I, I'm never inside of it. I'm always, like, staring at it. Like, it's like it's like I can look at and see how well done it is, but, like, I can't get past that. Like, I can't, like, get lost in it, and I can't, like, see it as more than, like, this was – really good actors taking a really good script and shooting the shit out of it. Like, okay. okay. It's like, I never get to the extent of like being like, I'm scared. I don't feel anything. I'm just like, it's something that I look at and I'm just like, it's like a piece of art. Like it's like, I, I can look at it and know it's good. It just doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Whereas like, there was never a moment in Suicide Squad where I wasn't having a fucking blast. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, that's my whole thing. It's like the same thing with like Justice League where it's like Justice League, like I don't necessarily think it's good because two fucking movies Frankenstein together. Yep. But I still really have a fun time watching it. Oh, so I really like, have a question for you. I want you to. I need. I have questions about Joss Whedon for you, but that's a different episode. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah. So it's like my whole thing is like I didn't like Arkham Asylum when I first read it. It was actually I think it was the second or third time I read it that I liked it, and it wasn't even like a matter of like I think it was just a matter of like something where I had to kind of, as you kind of grow up and hopefully mature and like also like your palate gets more refined by reading more things and watching yeah. more things and blah, blah blah it's like some things that you did like you won't like anymore think some things you American didn't like beauty yeah exactly yes that's a perfect example yeah um like some things yeah it's a very much exactly like, the thing is like it just like, uh, like arkham was thing where like i read it when i first read it i was like a child basically like, i was like i think it was when I think it was the same summer that I read that was the same summer that, like, um, Batman Forever came out, which is where I first became obsessed with Batman. Like, I was obsessed okay. with Batman when I was a child, but, like, it was the first time that I had the means because I was, like, I don't know how old I was, but I was, like, it was, like, sixth grade, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So at least, at the very least, like, I had some access to money. So mm -hmm. it was, like, my friends and I, like, me and my friend Dan and to lesser extent our friend Sean were, like, buying, like, Dark Knight Returns and sharing that with each other and mm -hmm. buying, like, Arkham Asylum and sharing that with each other and buying like basically all the graphic novels that exist at that point. Yeah. We were basically just getting everything and sharing with each other. And so when I first read Arkham Asylum, I didn't like it at all. And then the second time I read Arkham Asylum, I didn't really, I didn't like really care about it one way or another. I thought it was really beautiful to look at, but it didn't really mean it. That was what pulled me in was the art as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And then it was, like the, I think it was the third or fourth time I read it. I'm like, Oh, this actually is really good. It's just, you kind of have to like detach yourself. I was just like, yeah, it's like, if you read it as like a straight up, like, batman story it's fucking weird and like but then you have to kind of understand the weirdness of the point mm -hmm. once you understand the weirdness of the point and that's why the art looks like the way it does then it kind of clicked for me that that it, is the most perfect example of if you're ever going to read anything grant morrison yes the weirdness is the point that yes. is what he does and he doesn't do it in your face it's the point to yes. kind of let it exist yes oh god i love him so much patrick <laughs> I love him so much. I but let's uh, let's wrap this up. Final thoughts? Uh, no, just I mean you should read Wii Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, we, that's uh, that is uh, insane. But between Wii Three, Doom Patrol, Animal Man, Arkham Asylum, All Star Superman, JSA, Batman. I mean, there's uh, the Invisibles, the Skull, uh, 
scroll, scroll kill, kill crew. crew. There's an endless amount of work that that man's done that is just, it's just so good. It's just so good. But otherwise, uh, this has been an episode of Men of the Machine where I interview Patrick about comics. Get used to it. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. I'll see you next week. I was busy dreaming about taking you apart. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.